don't know about you, but at one point in my life, I actually believed it was more noble to be poor, to give all of my money away, to undercharge for my services, and to play small. What I didn't get at the time was that money can be a force for good. Good for you, good for others, good for the planet. So I've been on a journey for over a decade to heal my relationship with money and explore wealth in all areas of life. Today, I help aspiring coaches start what I call a freedom business. And I help established entrepreneurs ditch their scarcity mindset. I now see more money as more opportunity, greater impact, and the ability to do more good. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this is The Lucrative Society. Hey, hey, welcome back. I received a question from a listener. Charles asks, what do you mean by a freedom business? So I wanted to talk a little bit about what that is and what I specifically mean by that. And also how you maybe can create your business to be a little bit more freedom focused. So there are essentially three elements that I'm talking about when I say freedom business. It's freedom of time, freedom of location, and freedom of income. So I'll talk a little bit about each of those three. Freedom of time is being able to set your own schedule. I used to be a really extreme night owl, and I didn't necessarily want to get up for an eight o'clock meeting or even really a nine o'clock meeting. So for a long time, I set my starting point for each day as 10 a.m. I didn't schedule anything before 10 a.m. Nowadays, I tend to get up earlier, so it's not that big of a deal anymore. But for a long time, for really the majority of my business, I did not do anything before 10 a.m. I also want to take a lot of time off. A couple different ways that I think about that are on a weekly basis and then on an annual basis. So on a weekly basis, I usually only work about three to four days per week. So if anyone is scheduling time with me, let's say it's a coaching client or somebody who's interviewing me, no matter what it is, any type of meeting, my calendar only offers them three different days every single week that they can schedule. And then the fourth day that I'm generally working is more like a planning behind the scenes type stuff. It's not a public day, as I call it. Those of you who are introverts who are listening to this will understand (laughs) there is a difference between a public day and a private day. You know, days that you need to have your energy up and ready to interact with humans is different than a day where you can stay in your pajamas all day and not have to talk to anybody. (laughs) So I only set three days where I have public days. But also on the bigger scale, on an annual basis, I take two months off every year. And I've been doing this for many, many years. I generally travel a little bit in June. Now, of course, this last year, I was not able to travel because of a global pandemic. But hopefully that will lift in this next year here. And then I generally take December's off as just time away to reflect on the previous year, think about the year to come, 
spend time with my family or friends, do holiday things, just really have a reset phase at the end of the year. I really like having that break, then going into a new year, feeling refreshed, feeling recharged and ready to rock in a new year. So one of the confusing points that people may experience when they're hearing me talk about time freedom is that instantaneously, you, you're in your brain, you will think of all the reasons that you couldn't possibly do that. You couldn't possibly take a day off. You couldn't possibly take a week off or a month off because dot, 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 fill in the blank with any given excuse that you have. And I'm not saying that these excuses are not justified. Lots of them may be like, I have kids, I have a family, I have a full-time job, and I'm just trying to run this side gig. There's all these different things going on. And I think the confusion comes in where people might assume that I'm saying like, as soon as you start your business, you can have this time freedom. And that's not what I'm talking about. Just as I would never say to anybody, this is a get rich quick program. It's also not a fast freedom program. (laughs) You may have to work up to this level of freedom in any one of these categories. So what I did way back in 2006, when I was dreaming up this business, when I was putting the ideas together, it was just in the idea phase. I created a fake schedule for myself. And I said, okay, if I were working as a coach, what would I want a quote, typical week to look like? And way back then, I marked out or I blocked off Wednesdays. Reason I take Wednesdays off is because, as I mentioned, I'm an introvert. And if I have errands to run, things that I need to do out in the world, stores to go to, even hikes to go on, I don't necessarily want to do those things when the rest of the world is also off of work and also doing those things, i.e. a weekend. So a lot of people do their errands on weekends. A lot of people do their shopping on weekends, go to the grocery store, go hiking, do other sorts of social activities. I would way rather do that without the crowds. So I take Wednesday off to be able to do some of that stuff midweek. And I have done that literally since I started my business. I blocked it off on that first imaginary calendar. (laughs) And then I just continued to abide by that. Now, I didn't take two months off every year in the beginning. I had to work my way into that. Now, remember, I've been in this business for 14 years now. So I've had a lot of time to get to that space. But the key for anybody listening to this is to remember why it was you started. My guess is that it has something to do with freedom. (laughs) The reason that a lot of us become entrepreneurs is that we don't fit very well in a corporate structure. We're looking for freedom either in time, location, or money. So let's get into some of these other aspects of freedom. The idea of location freedom When I was creating this whole thing, when I was dreaming this up, I was living in Nairobi, Kenya. And I was thinking about, okay, when I get back to the United States, what do I want this to look like? But it was very, very prominent on my mind that I want to be able to work from anywhere. 
anywhere with an internet connection, I can be meeting with clients. I can be running a program online. I can be selling courses online, whatever it may be. And I want the opportunity to do that. What I love so much about modern day technology is it makes it so easy to do those things. And it's very, very inexpensive, especially nowadays. Back 14 years ago when I was starting out, there was a lot of different software that you would need to purchase or pay for. And now like these things are free <laughs> now. It is so amazing. And generally, whenever I'm working with a newbie entrepreneur, I always ask them, okay, what's the budget range that we're talking about? Because we literally could set up your whole business for free. And there are options out there to do that. But if you have a little money to put into it, there are some maybe better options. You know, you get what you pay for. So if it's like a mid-level budget, I might recommend different things. Or if they have more of a premium budget, there would be other options that I would recommend in terms of tech, software, all of that stuff. But it can literally all be done for free. And you can access this stuff from anywhere. So that's what I absolutely love. I didn't like the idea of having to show up at an office or a specific spot at a specific time. I wanted the freedom to make up my own schedule and my own location basis. So that's what I mean by location freedom. And finally, income freedom. This one was huge for me because I worked at a Fortune 100 company that the income was good, the job was good, the friends I had at that company were great, there was a lot of good things about it, there was a lot of status that came with that Fortune 100 label. But one thing that really irked me every time that we would have reviews or potential raises was that that particular company, and I'm guessing it's the same way in a lot of different corporations, they had salary bands or salary caps. So if you were at a specific level, let's say you were a certain title at that company, you were in there with everybody else at that level. And maybe at that level, your max raise would be 1%, 2%, 3%, whatever it was, doesn't matter about the number. But the person, your neighbor, might suck <laughs> at their job or suck at that role. And you might be a rock star at that role. And you're basically getting paid about the same thing and you have the same possibility of raises, of more income. Like you can't, you cannot go past that band unless you were to, you know, shift up to a new title or a new role, but maybe they don't have the headcount to do that. Maybe they don't have the salary cap to do that. That I don't like. <laughs> I want the freedom to be able to generate my own income. Now, does that also come with a lot more risk than getting a paycheck for doing a shitty ass job? Yes, it does. But I'm willing to take on that risk for that level of freedom. So to me, the freedom far outweighs the risk factor. Yes, there is a risk, but I'm willing to go for it because it allows me so much freedom. So then once you get into running your own business, you are in control. You get to call the shots. 
So if you have a few lean months and you're like, whoa, I need to be making more money, or even maybe I just want to make more money because maybe I have a big purchase that I want to do. Maybe I want to buy a house. Maybe I want to move somewhere. Maybe I want to buy something for myself or, or for my family or for somebody else. Money is amazing. There's so many cool, awesome things that we can do with it. But you're the one who gets to control how that outcome plays out. If you're not making the money that you want to be making, maybe you need to take a look at the structure of your business. Is it sustainable? Maybe you need to look at your marketing. Is it impacting people and helping them convert into customers, paying customers? Maybe you need to look at the ways in which you're spending your time. Are you spending your time on the things that are going to bring in the most income or are you just fooling around doing stuff that probably all of us have done at the beginning when it's like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm creating my business card and I'm building my website. Well, those things don't pay your bills. So really looking at how you're spending your time, your marketing, all of those things. But again, it's in your control. You don't get to rely on anyone else to do it for you or to bring in the money. Now, as you grow, you can hire people that have certain skill sets like sales, like marketing, like systems and structure. Bring those people in, bring in the genius and then you know everything changes. But at the beginning phases, and that's really, really like my heart is so for early stage or aspiring entrepreneurs because I struggled so much during that phase. It took me a long time to get over that six-figure mark. And now I know a lot of other people that it does not take them that much time. They are much more expedient in doing that. For me, for a variety of reasons, one, because I didn't really know about business. I didn't know about sales and marketing and had to learn that stuff. Two, because I definitely had some crappy money mindset stuff to work through. It really did take a long time. But the key here is I always reverted back to what was it that I wanted to create? And is that still true now? So what I wanted to create back then was a time freedom business. Is that still true now? Yes. Was it true five years ago? Yes. Was it true 10 years ago? Yes. That has been a constant point for me of something that I do want. Now, if that changes in the future for whatever reason, that's fine. Then I'll shift gears and make some changes. But until that point, I want to revert back to that initial vision and remind myself, this is why you started. Because let me tell you, I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of clients that are so miserable in this job that they have created for themselves called running a business. They have built around themselves a prison keeping them in especially time. They don't have the freedom. They don't have the luxury of taking a few days off each week, but that's because they have allowed it to become that, or they have designed it that way. So sometimes if you find, if you're one of those people that are thinking, oh crap, you're talking about me, Mindy, <laughs> it can take some time to extract yourself from that experience. It, it doesn't necessarily happen overnight, but it can. 
if you were to say, okay, I'm done, I'm just going to take this specific day off every week. And you tell your team, if you have a team to just know and abide by that, like don't contact me on that day. And then you are responsible for maintaining that boundary. It could happen pretty fast, but it's not always the case. So again, this is not necessarily about making like super fast changes. It's about recognizing what's most important to you. And are you living that out? Location freedom, you know, for the last number of years, Sean and I lived in a suburb of Phoenix. And that was great for the life that we had created together. But living in a suburb of Phoenix does not, for me, myself, does not feed my soul. My soul is most comfortable in a place where it's more outdoorsy. There's more of a, uh, it's closer to the wilderness. I'm able to do more hiking and outdoor activities. There's more forests, mountains, that type of thing. I just feel better about life when I'm in a place like that. So for the last year and a half, that is where I am now. I had the freedom because of my business to be able to relocate to a place that felt really, really good to me. Now, often when I'm talking about location, people's brains will go on just super speed to list out every single reason and excuse why they couldn't possibly move to somewhere else, to somewhere that maybe they felt better about living. But I just ask you to really look at any of those reasons, any of those excuses that your brain is firing off right now and ask yourself, is that true? (laughs) Is it true? Or is it just that you are making a choice to be where you are now? And you always have the choice to do something different. Any given moment offers you the choice to make a new decision and do something in a different way, even if you've never done it in that way in the past. So that that's a lot of freedom right there. But we have to take that personal responsibility to own it. And finally, with income. Income freedom is an interesting thing because while I said, yes, it's about your understanding that you can grow your business or keep it the same or do different things if you need more income. Oftentimes what I see is that once people build up their business, they get some great traction, then their lifestyle catches up to that income and then they become stuck. So I never want to be stuck. I want to have the fluidity to be able to work or not work. I want to have minimal amounts of stuff. I have given away so much stuff, like physical things, over the last year and a half. It is amazingly freeing. We don't need all of this stuff. While I don't consider myself a minimalist, Probably in contrast to a lot of my friends and social network, I probably am. But it's just like, what, what's really important? And to me, freedom is my highest value. So anytime something in my life or in my business isn't working, it's usually because it's bumping up against some aspect of my freedom. Now, a lot of people listening to this are going to understand 
and resonate with that. That doesn't mean that freedom has to be your highest value. Your highest value might be loyalty or family or compassion, or, I mean, there's a billion other things that could be your highest value. But my recommendation to you is to know what that is and then look through the aspects of your life and say, are these things in alignment with what I'm claiming to be my highest value? Because the truth is the highest value, your highest value should be able to be seen by how you're living your life. So just on last week's episode with Mimi, she was talking about her values. And I said, yeah, I could have listed those for you because I know you, because I see you living them out every day. People looking at my lifestyle could say, yeah, she is actively living and pursuing freedom. So your true highest value is the one that you are committing your time, your attention, and your energy to. And it may be different than the one that you say is your highest value. So just some homework for you this week. Maybe do a little journal sesh on what is my highest value? Is my life in alignment with that? (laughs) Is that what I want? So to wrap up this whole conversation about a freedom business. For those of you that are feeling trapped in your business, feeling stuck in your business, I want you to remember that you have options, that you have choices, that you can do something differently, even if you've never done it that way before. So that's all for this week. Thanks so much, Charles, for that question about what is a freedom business. It's one of my favorite topics to talk about because it is so important to me to maintain and establish that sort of business. So my friends, have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Lucrative Society. You can find free resources to create your lucrative life at lucra.com. That's L-U-C-R-A dot com. Or join my crew of rebel entrepreneurs as a member of The Lucrative Society where you'll get monthly coaching directly from me and resources to grow your business and yourself. Lucra, where wealth equals well-being.